This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. On this day in 2010, David Cotton held up a bank in a suburb of Nashville, Tennessee, wearing an unconventional disguise. In the car chase and shootout that followed, both Cotton and his getaway driver, Jonathan Skinner, were killed. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering an unsuccessful St. Patrick's Day bank heist, where a young man attempted to get away with robbery in the most festive way possible. Let's go back to March 17, 2010 just before 12.30 in the Nashville suburb of Gallatin, when a bank manager noticed something odd. Sharon Riemann thought she was in for an ordinary day at work. Though it was a holiday, there was little cause for concern. St. Patrick's Day was an evening holiday, not well known for causing people to flock to their local bank. The Fifth Third Bank was busy, but no more so than usual for a Wednesday. Then a flash of green caught her eye by the door. It was a leprechaun. Or at least it was a man in a leprechaun costume. He wore a green top hat with a shamrock on it, a vest and shorts. She couldn't tell his age. He wore a massive brown wig and matching fake beard that covered much of his face. His eyes were hidden behind sunglasses. He took a few steps through the threshold, then stopped. The strange man looked down to his watch. A moment later, he turned away and walked back onto the street. Riemann watched him go, curious. The man was walking toward the nearby First State Bank, an empty blue bag in his hands. At 12.28 p.m., the costumed man stepped into the First State Bank, Instead of loitering near the entrance, he crossed confidently through the nearly empty lobby, approaching the teller. When he was within arm's reach, he drew a 45 caliber handgun. He held the bag up to the teller and demanded they fill it with money. The teller warily complied. Without hesitation, the robber gathered his spoils and fled back through the entrance, jumping into a waiting silver Toyota Corolla. As the car peeled down the street, a witness ran after it, ready to inform the police the direction they were headed. The leprechaun must not have brought a four-leaf clover with him, because this was far from a clean getaway. Patrol cars were soon hot in pursuit following the Corolla through the nearby residential streets. Early in the chase, the silver car pulled over as if the men inside were giving up. A patrol car pulled up behind them. 
But before the pursuing officer could exit his vehicle, the leprechaun leaned out the window and opened fire. Two shots struck the patrol car. The costumed man seemed like he was taking aim for a third when the car pulled away and the chase resumed. Bullets continued to fly from the fleeing Corolla. One of the patrol cars stalled and had to pull over due to the damage inflicted by the gunfire. None of the officers involved had expected to spend St. Patrick's Day trying to take a pot of gold back from a rogue leprechaun. Eventually, the vehicle pulled into a park and the two robbers abandoned it. Continuing to fire at the police, they fled into the field. Police descended on the robbers and the entire incident was over in moments. Both of the robbers lay dead, only a few yards away from their vehicle. No policeman had been harmed. The driver and the leprechaun both appeared to be in their early 20s. The man in the costume turned out to be 21-year-old David Cotton. And it would turn out that this was not his first holiday-related crime. In the second part of our story, we'll explore another bank robbery David Cotton was linked to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, back to the story. On March 17, 2010, 21-year-old David Cotton and his 20-year-old friend Jonathan Ryan Skinner attempted a daring bank heist in Gallatin, Tennessee. Dressed as a leprechaun, Cotton walked into the First State Bank and robbed the bank tellers at gunpoint. Skinner drove the getaway vehicle, leading police on a chase through the nearby suburbs while Cotton exchanged fire with their pursuers. Eventually, both men attempted to flee on foot and were unsuccessful. According to the police report, Cotton died by suicide and Skinner was shot by officers. In the days following the shootout, friends of both Cotton and Skinner expressed their amazement at what had happened. On viewing video from the chase, one of Skinner's friends said, I couldn't believe that Ryan was the driver. I cannot stress enough how much against his character this act was. It may have been out of character for Skinner, but David Cotton was soon linked to an astonishingly similar crime. On December 22, 2009, the SunTrust Bank in Nashville experienced an early visit from Father Christmas. A man dressed as Santa Claus stepped into the bank, wielding an automatic weapon. He ordered everyone to be calm and had the teller fill a red sack he carried with him. His eyes were hidden behind a pair of large sunglasses. Witnesses at the bank were shocked by how jovial the man was as he robbed the teller. He claimed that he was robbing the bank because Santa needed to pay his elves. He got away from this robbery scot-free. The FBI wouldn't identify a suspect until after the St. Patrick's Day heist. 
Following the March 17th shootout, a search of David Cotton's home revealed that he possessed a Santa Claus costume, much like the one that was used in the December robbery. Security footage from both incidents revealed that the perpetrators looked strikingly similar to each other, even underneath the fake beard and sunglasses. The Christmas heist also utilized a getaway driver waiting outside, but it has never been proven if it was Jonathan Skinner driving Santa's sleigh that day, and the motive behind both crimes remains a mystery. At the time of the St. Patrick's Day robbery, Cotton was reportedly enrolled at Columbia College. Why he needed the money so desperately is something we can only speculate. Perhaps it was to pay tuition, or maybe it was just a whimsical scheme that went so well the first time, he had to try it again. But one thing is for sure, David Cotton did not find any gold at the end of his rainbow. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Teamstra, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime.